Welcome to the Tony Gaskin Show, best-selling author, celebrity life coach, and international speaker. The purpose of this show is to bring you motivation, inspiration, and education in the areas of life, love, and business. Thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Talks with Tony. Got a question today from a young lady. Hi, Tony. First of all, thank you for all your inspirational words. You're welcome. My son's father and I have been in a relationship for 10 years off and on. We started dating while we were 16 and 17. We have one son together. Throughout the 10 years, he's cheated and lied multiple times. When he did that, I left him. But every time, he would beg to come back and would tell me he wants to work it out and how he's going to change, and of course, I believe it. He's good for a few years, then the same thing happened. This recent time, he begged to come back. We slowly were working on it and on ourselves, but only to find out he's had a girlfriend the whole time that we were apart, which was about eight months. Once I confronted him about it, he got mad at me like I'm the one who did something wrong. I don't understand it. Even if it's me trying to text him for the sake of our son, he won't text back. My son is so hurt about this whole thing, he wants nothing to do with him. He has not seen him for almost three months now. I don't understand why he's doing this when all I did was call him out on his lies. I appreciate your help. Thank you so much for writing in. Great question. Very, very deep question. Really probably could do a whole seminar on something like this. You're not in it alone. Um, I, I've been seeing this quite a while. But here's a few things that I want you and everyone in this situation or a situation like it to understand is with relationships, you either have it or you don't. And what I mean by that is you, if you have it, you will have disagreements. You may call it arguments. If you haven't learned the communication rules yet, then you will be arguing. If you learn the communication rules, um, which are in the Real Love University on TonyGaskinsAcademy.com, if you learn the communication rules, then you will not have arguments. You will have disagreements. So if you have it in the relationship, you're going to disagree, but you're going to be able to get through it. Like, you won't come to the point that you say, hey, we need a break. You won't come to the point that you have to catch someone cheating and then leave them. You won't get to that point if you have it. And if you get to that point, you'll only visit that town one time. You will come through that, and both parties will have learned their lessons, and you will be able to move forward. So I'm not perfect. My wife isn't perfect, but we haven't caught one another in those imperfections. I can only assume that she's made mistakes. I haven't caught her, you know, doing anything super crazy or like that's a real deal breaker. We both tell, you know, have told, not anymore, have told little lies and things like that just over meaningless stuff. But I can only assume, you know, what's the worst she could have done. See, when you start catching people in their mess, that means they have gotten messy. 
that means they've gotten reckless. Because, see, it's just like a, a in, in anything you do. Like, the first time you steal a pencil from work, okay, you don't get caught or a pen. But then you take another, and then you take another, and then one day you just kind of walk up and swipe one, and as soon as you turn around, the boss is there, and he's like, hey, what you doing with that pen? Or you're walking out, and you, you're so used to it now, you're kind of twirling the pen in your hand. And these are some expensive pens, and, and the boss is walking in or walking by, hey, what, where are you going with that pen? He's like, oh, so sorry, I totally forgot. But you already got 10 pens at home, but you got so messy you got caught. That's how it happens in relationships with our actions. So I always tell people, if you catch your partner cheating once, it's a strong possibility they've cheated numerous other times that they were on top of their game. But the more you do something, the messier you get. Just like when you see a bank robber and you see these murderers, they don't get caught. A lot of them don't get caught on the first one. They get caught on the third, fourth, fifth, you know, some serial killers we have heard of were able to have a long streak. The thing is, is the more you do it, the more comfortable you get, the more confident you get in doing that, and you get complacent, you get relaxed, and now you start to make mistakes. So for me, if I catch somebody cheating one time, for me, really, in my mind, that's equal to five times. So once you hit that point and you're there, you really have to think about it. Now, you can't just throw five or ten other offenses on them that you don't know of. So let's just say you say, okay, you cheated on me. I caught you this one time. I caught you. And let's say, you know what? Let's take a break. You know, I'm done. I'm done. You leave. And you leave to send a message. And then they beg you back. They beg you, beg you, beg you. Hey, I want to be with you. Please come back. Please come back. They beg you back. You come back. And you're great, year, two years, three years, you get cheated on again. Now, at this point, is just a time of reckoning. And you have to ask yourself, you have to really ask yourself, okay, what do I want? Like, do I, how do I feel? Am I okay with this cycle? Like, am I okay in this cycle of, being together and, you know, barely getting by or, you know, getting by with arguments and stuff, but no cheating for like three years and then getting cheated on and then breaking up for eight months and then coming back and being okay for two years, three years, and then get cheated on again. Like how many times can I survive that? How many times can I overcome the pain and the agony? And so you have to ask yourself that question. And if that is not a pattern that you are okay with, like 100% okay with, like if you are not happy with that pattern, then that means you need to leave this relationship. You need to cut it off altogether. And especially when it's something like this, it's different if you're not happy about them picking up their underwear out the floor, them putting up their plate after they're done eating. That's petty stuff. But when you're talking about deal breakers, when you're talking about serious offenses, if you cannot be happy with it and say, okay, this is who they are and be happy with that, if that's not what your heart wants, you need to take off running. Now, at the same time, what you have to realize about this, and this is something that a lot of people don't realize, like if a person cheats on you 
and I'll speak from a male perspective. Like right now, in the, in the beginning of my relationship with my wife, the first two years of marriage, you know, I could have cheated. I could have found the strength to cheat. The reason being is because men, we fall on average. Now, there's some special guys out there. But on average, we, we hide our feelings, we hold our feelings, we fight our feelings, and we're battling with the stereotypes of what is a man and how should a man act with women in, in a relationship. So we battle all of that, and we just think that cheating is normal, cheating is a must. If you don't cheat, you're not a man. So we battle with all of that. And we, we hold our feelings back because we actually hurt worse than women. So if we get hurt, it's harder for us to heal than it is for a woman. And we may never heal. We may be scorned for life, whereas women get hurt, go in another relationship, get hurt, go in another relationship, get hurt, and treat each guy amazing and, and sometimes treat the next guy better than the last guy who hurt her. And so women are different in that way, whereas men, when we get hurt, we become a dog. We become a savage. And so to avoid that, a lot of times we we hold back on our feelings. So in them first two years, I wasn't all the way in love. And I don't really meet men who are. I mean, they'll say they are for, you know, for lip service because you're listening. But in real talk, a lot of men block off a certain part of their heart and don't give all of them so that they can truly fall in love. He may love you but not be in love with you. And as long as we're living, it's something ticking in us. And I can't speak for a woman, I'm not a woman, but as men, it's something ticking in us. And I married men who've been married 30, 40 years. The urge to cheat is still there. The, the thought, not the urge, the thought. So I see beautiful women all the time. But guess what? I cannot cheat on my wife because I am in love. I am in love. It doesn't matter how bad my flesh wants to. It doesn't matter how much the devil is talking to me. Oh, she looks good. Oh, she this. Oh, she that. Oh, she got this kind of body. Oh, it doesn't matter what the devil figures out what he needs to say. I cannot bring myself to cheat on my wife because I am in love. In love, and she would have to really hurt me to make me angry enough to go cheat. And I know she's not going to hurt me like that. But at the same time, because I've been faithful, it also has given me the strength and the self-love that if she did hurt me, I would be strong enough to leave her instead of cheating on her to break up with her and move on with my life. And so that's what happens to a man when he's really all in. What happens in your relationship is y'all got together 16, 17, he was a kid. So you grew up together. And this is why you need to talk to your kids and tell them do not date. Don't date before 18. Like wait until you are an adult. Because when you start dating as kids and you start trying to be grown as a kid, you having sex in high school or you're dating seriously in high school, you will end up holding on to this relationship that is not meant to be just because and it, you're only doing it because it was convenient. You go to school together, you thought each other cute, you start talking. You end up holding on to a relationship that was never meant to be because you got into it before you even knew what love was and what you really were looking for. 
So in most, every time somebody writes in and say, I've been with my person since 16, 17, 18, the rest of the story reads like a horror story. Like I never read a story. I've never read a story from somebody who has been married happily 30, 40 years and they started dating as teenagers. I'm sure it's out there. I am sure it's out there, but they probably won't tell us all their business anyways. They probably dealt with infidelity and cheating and beating and everything you can think of. And they might just now have gotten old enough to where they're so mature and don't care anymore. And they're like, hey, it's been beautiful. The pain has been beautiful. But on average, it's always a horror story because you're too young to know what love is. So that is another sign that you have to realize that you need to let this go. Just let it go. Let it go. And when it comes to him not being there, what I want you to understand is that he was a grown boy. He's still a grown boy. He's been with you and supposed to grow up with you, but did not grow up with you. He did not grow up. He did not become a, become a man. He did not mature. And so when he came back, he came back out of ego, not out of heart. It wasn't his heart that brought him back. It was his ego. He wanted to prove to himself that he had control over someone because he didn't have control over himself. Because he couldn't control his lust and his flesh, he needed to get you back to prove to himself, to make himself feel good, to say somebody loves me and I have control, I have power in this world. So by you coming back, in his mind made him more of a man. But he had no intention of truly loving you and being faithful to you because that's why he cheated on you to begin with. He loves you, but he's not in love with you. He has love for you, meaning that it, if you died, he would cry. But he'll be over it in a few days, and he'll move on with his life. See, when you're in love, if you get a second chance, you're not going to ruin it again. So understand that. And when it comes to your child, let it play out. Let the natural occur. If he hasn't heard from him in three months and your child wants nothing to do with him, then don't force him to have something to do with him. Don't call him. Don't don't call your, your ex. Don't blow him up. Don't beg him. Don't give him a guilt trip. Just let him be where he's at. Let him do what he's doing because it's for your own good. It's for your child's own good. When he disappears like that, that means that he's in a bad state in his life. He's in a bad mindset. He's a no good man. He's a grown boy. And because he's a grown boy, it makes him a no good man. Yes, he's a good person. Yes, he's a child in God's eyes. Yes, God loves him. But right now he's in a state that he needs to be left alone. And you be everything that you can be to your child. And you show the love and you give enough love to be mommy and daddy. And you console him and you speak into his life. You put him in sports. You, you know, take him to have fun. You hold him accountable. Make him get straight A's. Push him to be the absolute best. Be hard on him. Do not cut any corners. Don't slack. Don't let him get away with stuff. Don't spoil him. You be hard. You be firm. And you be loving. And he will appreciate that. And he'll look back on that. And he say, you know what? My dad was a sorry man for a period in his life. But my mom stepped up and she was amazing. And so that's what you have to focus on. That's what you have to worry about. And I hope that you heal, you get through it, and everything works out for you. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a question, make sure you send it to inbox at TonyGaskins.com. Inbox at TonyGaskins.com. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon.